what are some of the aspects of competition that actually change your training both from mental makeup perspective and also physical training perspective and um, yeah. that would be a question to start with yeah so uh, cycling is one of those disciplines at least in the competitive side where there's a lot of different flavors of it and being part of a sport that's nascent where specialization hasn't really taken root you end up with you know cyclists in a particular discipline of road cycling who can also compete over distances of like a 40 km time trial which takes an hour or 120 or 160 km road race which takes 3 to 5 hours and then on the other end of the spectrum i can also switch my focus to like a track event a 4 km pursuit which takes 4 minutes right so all of them touch on very different bioenergetic systems right one is like fast glycolysis the other is like you know yeah. aerobic with a you know a neuromuscular at the end and so my training really ends up being really specific to the event that i'm i'm focusing on and at different times of the year it it kind of involves just kind of switching things up a little bit and usually my formula of specificity in the past when i was first kind of in this space and exploring you know training paradigms and training modalities i would always freak out you know it's like oh i have a road race that's 3 hours and then like a month later i have an event that's like an hour long you know and i would freak out about it but over time and with experience i've learned that you know as long as you keep a high level of kind of basal aerobic and anaerobic fitness like 4 to 8 weeks you know 8 weeks ideally of like specificity really kind of helps you sharpen up towards like a specific you know racing demand you know and so i have this formula that's kind of set that works and of course as far as the mental aspect of it that's also quite different because i mean a 4 minute effort is a different kind of pain to a 40 minute effort to an hour long effort to a 3 hour effort right and so that's a little bit more of once you're familiar with what the pain or the or the discomfort you're going to experience is and once you develop like a toolkit to manage that different kind of discomforts it's kind of like a plug and play kind of thing you know for a 4 minute effort you can't really let the mind wander and every minute of those 4 minutes you really have to just focus on like certain process you know kind of tools you know for for a 4 minute effort it's like the basic thing i focus on is cadence you know i just tell myself tap 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 you know cadence right uh, for a 3 hour effort on the other hand my process focus would be eat and drink you know because if you don't fuel and hydrate over a 3 hour effort you're not going to have that glycogen at the end to finish it off right so yeah that's that's kind of a little bit about how the physical preparation and the mental preparation is slightly different that makes sense that's that's really cool at what point in time like in this entire journey did you actually start thinking about nutrition in a super serious way was that from day one good question and to be honest i am one of those riders you know like uh, when i first started out nutrition was for me was just about at least in an event i didn't realize the significance of it you know and uh, as i started competing here at the elite level and also representing india kind of an international competition i was like okay nutrition is important and it's important on race day and it's important like in the four weeks leading into it to sharpen up right it's not until actually a month before i connected with you guys that you know i was starting to think okay 10 years in the sport at a top level i've got maybe a couple more years to stay competitive uh, where i want to be competitive and you know i've kind of i feel like i've maximized at some point you reach this phase where okay you're training 30 hours a week right 
professional strain just as much. You know, I've hit, I've maximized my power, you know, the power I can develop on the bike just through years of training. I've barely seen any big changes in my power at VO2 max and power at threshold, right? So what's the other thing I can optimize? And for me, I've always felt like nutrition was almost the easiest thing to optimize, you know, because with, with uh, cycling and endurance sport, the training effects and your progression is cumulative. You can't get from, you know, a threshold, threshold power of X to a threshold power of Y in three months. It takes like seasons of progressive overload, right? And consistency. Whereas I always felt like nutrition was one of those things where if I set my mind to it and said, ah, okay, I really want to optimize my weight and get to this, you know, optimal racing weight. I felt like that could happen very quickly, you know? And then when I, I've worked with nutritionists in the past, but I never found it to be really effective. And I think part of it was because I wasn't mentally committed to the idea of committing to, you know, that razor sharp focus on nutrition. But then kind of with the CGM and things like that, all of a sudden I could start to quantify the impact of food and things in some way, you know. And so I was like, okay, now I can see what's happening when I eat, you know. And it, it was almost like having that data stream kind of empowered me a little bit to say, hey, let's, let's, you know, this is something new. Let's try and see if we can optimize for weight. And in fact, the last six months, I, even a couple of months before I started working with you guys, was the first time in my life that I actually tried to optimize for weight. And I got to my lowest racing weight slash lowest weight ever that I've reached as an athlete or a human, you know, ever since I was like 10, 11 years old, but functional, you know, you know, athletic weight, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, it's something that I only started looking at recently and uh, I've only started optimizing for it recently. So it's, it's, for me, it's like all new, you know, in some sense. Yeah, I think uh, that's that's really interesting to know. Also, I think what I recollect from um, obviously nowhere close to the level of cycling, but uh, I remember my brevet days almost 10 years back, the classic principles around fueling would be around carb loading. So you load as much carb as possible a day or two days before a brevet. And um, the more you can load, probably you'll end up finishing. Your probability of finishing will be higher, essentially, right? That's how crude the nutrition science was for, for me as well, almost 10 years back. And I think the, and I was trying to read a lot more about nutrition along the way, like 10 years ago, but I think all the information that I got largely was around, there is a lot of information actually came from bodybuilders, people who actually wanted to make changes quickly in their body composition. And a lot of that science is very solid, extremely solid, right? In terms of how they change the macros and, uh, but it's very, very stressful as well. Uh, like how do you actually maintain a weighing scale and uh, the food weighing scale rather and uh, measure everything in precise order and sequence and in, in precise quantities. But it's definitely a super effective uh, piece of science. It's I always find it fascinating like how effective it is in terms of how it works, right? It's almost like the human machine is very, very much elastic. boring and calculated. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's very elastic. Yeah. It can change very quickly, right? With nutrition, I feel like you can make certain changes and if you commit to it, you can make these changes quickly, whether they're lasting and whether those habits are sustainable, that's a different, that's a different topic altogether. Yeah. 